0: good morning good afternoon evening wherever you are in the world whenever you are watching this at home welcome to episode five my name is james porcelli
1: and i'm brian thomas
0: and welcome to ruthless talk episode number five today is thursday so this is an aew dynamite review uh brian it's been a minute it's been a minute and a lot has happened a a lot lot. yeah past few days man and a lot we're of rumors, all of it, we're going to yep. get into all of it. So, uh, like I said, man, today is Thursday, so we will talk about dynamite, man. But first, man, I know a lot of people, um, you know, want to hear from the people on the social media platform, people who are on the Facebook page, you know, want to hear us kind of talk about this whole Saudi Arabia stuff, man. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to get into that, obviously tying in with Stephanie McMahon announcing her. Her re- resignation a few days ago. And then I do want to talk a little bit about Mandy Rose. Uh, Mandy Rose breaking her silence about her being released from the company, um, you know, because of the explicit content that she has been creating over the past few months and the amount of money that she has made over the past mm-hmm. month might shock you.
1: Um, I'll say good yeah, for man. her right off the bat.
0: Yeah, good for her egg hey, Dolph, yeah. car, bro. Like yep. no freaking shade to her whatsoever. Nah. But yeah, man, but we. But let's get this thing rolling, man. Um, so WWE and Saudi Arabia. First of all, Brian, I, I got to say one thing. These reporters are shot. I-, I mean, one there's one moment where the deal is done. The next <laughs> moment, all of a sudden, there's just no deal. And fans right. are just going absurd. Even wrestlers right now are sure are like on edge. They don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah. It's just such a mess, man. And obviously, you know... I think we know moving forward, man, and it's kind of sad to say, but the WWE that we once knew and loved is pretty much dead. It, it kind of pretty much is, man. But we kind of been seeing that, over the though, over the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, and I do want to kind of clarify on some things is that, you know, I know a lot of also people think that, you know, if WWE and uh, Saudi Arabia do come to a deal and a deal is done, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, WWE is going to you know be sold by Saudi. The company is going to be going to Saudi Arabia and you know and all of a sudden it's, you know people like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens and even certain women who I know are not you know on board with all the you know mm-hmm. rules and and all that stuff that Saudi Arabia has. Uh, but that's not the case guys. I mean let's let's remind ourselves, you know there's a lot of businesses even from the US uh that are involved with Saudi Arabia. Yes, they're not you could say they're partially owners, but they do work a chunk of different types of businesses in the U S for example um, you know, ever stay at a Marriott hotel before a lot of Saudi Arabia actually owns a lot of chains um, of Marriott hotels that are now, you know, from the States right now, Amazon, a good chunk of that is Saudi Arabia. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Starbucks, same things, you know, Saudi Arabia owns a good chunk of those chains of, of Starbucks. So it's going to be something like that. You know, a lot of people think it's just going to go all the way to Saudi Arabia. If that's not the case, guys, I just want to make that clear as well. Um, and listen, I'm not also going to act like I have sources or I'm going to, you know, knowing what actually is going on here. I don't, I'm just like, just like the wrestlers, just like all the other fans. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on and kind of just playing it day by day, but but yeah man, uh real quick Brian, I'm going to get to you man. I mean, your thoughts cuz and I'll get to my thoughts in a second, but you know, your thoughts about this whole situation situation man, you know, do you think this deal is going to get done? If not, where do you think WWE goes? Do you think they go private? Uh your thoughts man, the floor is yours.
1: Sure, yeah. Um man, I I don't know. There's there's a lot of different avenues it could go. I will say, you know, first and foremost, Vince McMahon is a biz, a great businessman, you know, you could argue, at, you know, if you wanted to, but a great businessman. And, um, you know, so I, I don't think I'm not going to believe anything until something's actually signed on the dotted line. He's a great businessman. And let's face it, this is show business, right? I just looked up something, uh, you know, in the past week, with you know him announcing his his return and all that and then a, a imminent sell and saudi arabia in the picture wwe stock has risen 27 percent. Uh, that could be i just got that from one source i didn't confirm it but no doubt it's raised um so i mean that's you know the business that they're in right getting eyes to the product creating content and buzz and Ultimately, you know, I would say the whole Saudi Arabia thing. Granted, I, I agree with you. With you know, you were saying there, you know, there's just so many companies that we use, you know, in America that is owned, funded by all sorts of different nefarious <laughs> governments, including our own. Um, but the Saudi Arabia thing, I think, if that was actually to go down, I do think. There would be a there would be a significant number of men and women that that choose not to to do that for religious reasons um obviously the the Jewish population within the WWE as well as the women um I, I personally while it, it it might not be as restrictive I think that would kind of literally crush the women's division and set them back, you know who knows how long considering how far they've come in the in the decades um but then again i mean vince mcmahon has obviously cultivated a relationship with the saudis um you know especially with the the crown jewel pay-per-view it's it's going to be a question both with mcmahon and individual wrestlers because i believe much like the uh the golf organization funded by the Saudis. I think they will definitely pay these wrestlers substantially more than they would get here. So that's going to be a contributing factor. I think, of how many people are willing to take the money as opposed to, you know, maybe stand up for religious or, or gender beliefs and, and things of that nature. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I, I, Initially my thoughts are I think that would just be horrible if it does is sold to the Saudis, but definitely a possibility.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. Absolutely. It's just like I said, man, crazy. Like you mentioned before with wrestler Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who knows where his allegiance is gonna lie. We know Kevin Owens as well. I mean, they're both best friends, they travel together. And of right. course, like you said, the women. And that's the thing with Vince, man. It's like, you know. If this deal goes down, it's just like, you know, what, what is he going to say to his talent? He's just going to just say F you to your talent. It's like, oh, you don't like this Saudi deal? Well, just hit the bricks. You
1: know, like that's yeah. I, and, and, I, and I was thinking about like, would that's what he
0: can't, as a businessman and as a business owner. This dude is just such an egotistical, mm-hmm. self-centered bastard. And I've said this yeah. on many, many occasions, man, but I'm going to get to Vince in a second. These reporters, I want to go back to these reporters because they, they absolutely just baffle me. This guy, Steven Muhlhausen, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He was, I believe, one of the first few to announce that the deal was done. Right. Okay. Now here's here's the thing, guys. If I ever report something to you, right, and I am wrong, I will be the first person to come on here and say, hey, my apologies. I screwed up. I did it already with the SmackDown ratings weeks ago. Right. Mm -hmm. I will make that mistake. However, this piece of shit, well, I shouldn't say he's a piece of shit, but this schmuck literally, instead of owning up to his mistakes, he, Brian, I'm not kidding. He deletes everything that he posted on Twitter. <laughs> everything. I'm not kidding. Everything right. that he mentioned <laughs> in his Twitter. So that's saying, like, you know, he gets all the kudos, right? Yeah. yeah like, hey, right. look at me. I'm one of the first few to, to announce this deal, and all of a sudden it doesn't happen. And now it's just like he's just ghosted.
1: He's just like, yeah. oh,
0: what? I didn't say anything. There's nothing here. <laughs>
1: Right, right. It's
0: just reporters, and that's why I said on the on the Facebook page and also on my Instagram story. You know, take everything that you see with a grain of salt because we've seen this not just in WWE, but even in the in the MLB and the NBA where they they throw out these rumors. You know, rumors say you know not like rumors confirm, but rumors say that this is going on. You know, if that's the case, then take it with a grain of salt. That's all I'm going to say. Absolutely a bunch of schmucks I'm sorry.
1: And and this is the again the wrestling industry it is it's showbiz they're I mean it's built on smoke and mirrors and hype you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then
0: and then my next thing man and this um also ties in with Stephanie McMahon. If you guys also don't know, I'm sure most of you have not have by now Stephanie McMahon uh announced once again her resignation from WWE. So she mm-hmm. is officially off the board. She is done she has pretty much taken her ball and gone home and said, I want nothing to do with this shit. I am done. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, guys, we shouldn't be shocked. I know we, I'm sure breaking news in the heat of the moment. We're like, wait, what, what's going on? But guys, I mean, this is the same woman who, who walked away eight months ago. And now Vince McMahon's come back and now she's left. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you know, put two and two together. It, it makes sense, man. I do want to read some of her resignation letter uh, real quick. Um, and this, this was from, I believe her pretty much her social media. She says, dear WWE universe, eight months ago, I took a leave of absence within a few weeks, unexpectedly had the opportunity of a lifetime. I had the privilege to return as the co-CEO and chairwoman of the board in WWE, you know, talking about, you know, her relationship with Tony Khan and how she Mm -hmm. appreciates the team pretty much. Um, talking about Vince McMahon is now officially coming back as the executive chairman continuing to talk about Nick Khan and his leadership and pretty much WWE is such in a strong position and I have decided to return to my leave and take a one step further of my official resignation. I look forward to cheering from WWE on the other side of the business where I started when I was a little kid as a pure fan. I always remember dedicating WWE. I truly love our company, our employees, our superstars and our fans. And I am grateful for all our partners. Thank you for everything. then, now, forever, together, Stephanie McMahon. Mm-hmm. Then, now, together, forever, my ass. And I'm <laughs> going to say why. All right. Here's the thing, Brian. And listen, I'm, you know, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, I, as people, I'm sure they are great people, right? I am not, this is not about the person, the mother, the parent. This has nothing to do with that. This is strictly sure. about business. <laughs> and this is the same woman, Brian. I don't know if you remember this, but WWE held a talent meeting um, as just as soon as the Vince McMahon news came out. And pretty much the reports about um, confirmed what was in that meeting saying Stephanie McMahon said to their talent that nothing is changing. Nobody is going anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't
0: freak out. I know you guys are on edge. This is true. I'm not kidding. And. Right. Pretty much saying, like, listen, I, I know you hear all this rumblings and stuff about like, trust me, everything is gonna be fine. And 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 that's probably why, Brian, you see all of these wrestlers that are so on edge because, mm-hmm. because let's be because let's face it, they've been lied to. They've pretty much been lied to. Because now Stephanie McMahon, not even two days later, is packing up her bag saying, Deuces, I'm out. And that's what I mean about this board is that they have absolutely no balls to step up to Vince McMahon and he is just ever since he's came back has just run amok and co- completely just bully his way to the board unanimously, by the way, and, and just, he's doing whatever he wants to do. And I feel like he's already been talking with Saudi Arabia months ago. I feel yeah. like him being in this executive position is just finalizing that deal. You know, who knows? I could be wrong with that, but because something's not right here, you know, why mm-hmm. would Stephanie McMahon make these, make these comments and then leave the company now to once again, two days later, something yeah. is she, cause she probably knows she doesn't want to be a part of this business about whatever is going to happen. And right. but yet yeah. she lies through her teeth. And and, and and that's what I mean, man, we have to hold these people accountable you know i talk about holding paul levesque triple h accountable and Mm -hmm. fans want to be like oh well you know his hands are tied it's you know it's vince's company there's nothing he can do bullshit he can find his freaking balls and he can step up to this old bastard because (laughs) for so long brian i am so sick and tired of people these fans giving triple h and stephanie mcmahon mulligan after mulligan after mulligan while vince mcmahon does everything that he just wants them to do. They're yes, men. I've said this on many occasions. They are nothing but yes, men. They are nothing. Just, you know, anything, whatever triple H and Stephanie, you know, whatever Vince wants them to do. If he wants Mm -hmm. them to jump off a bridge, he says how high, you know what I'm saying? And and that's just what aggravates me. And in the fact that they have been lied to the saying that everything is okay, don't worry about it. And all of a sudden in the snap of a finger, She's mm-hmm. gone. The rumblings about the business being sold. Now I think they're going to go private. I think part of partially they're going to go private because I do think Vince McMahon. I said this in episode four that he wants to remain control as as executive chairman. He wants that power. It's not about money, guys. It's about power. That's right. what Vince McMahon wants. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing, man. It's just you know it's like Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. They do absolutely nothing to stand up to this, to this dude. That's why Shane McMahon, Linda McMahon want nothing to do with this company, nothing. And I don't blame them. And it's just a freaking shame. It's ridiculous. And by the way, you want to talk about lies, go ask Sasha Banks and Naomi about the lies that they were given, that they thought that they were going to get a tag division, right? And being able Mm -hmm. to build that tag division and make those titles prestigious, but no, but you know what, the, but you know what, but people want to call them unprofessional and that they're went into business for themselves. While WWE is the ones that are unprofessional because they don't give a shit about the fans and the talent as a whole. And it pisses me off, Brian.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to follow that. That was coming in hot, man. Um, <laughs> I,
0: I got to, man. I got to, no, no, sometimes you. I have to, man.
1: No, like, yeah, and, and ahead, I can, man. we're
0: going to get, we're going to get into Mandy Rose as well, but Brian, uh, your, your final thoughts.
1: Yeah. So I, I can definitely, definitely for sure. See that point of view. Here's where I might tend to give uh triple H and Stephanie, maybe a pass. Isn't the right word, but I'll, I'm willing to cut them a little slack knowing that. At the end of the of the day, Vince McMahon is who Vince McMahon is. And while no, I, I, yeah, Stephanie absolutely. might have, you know, said, you know, whatever to the talent eight months ago, I I believe probably in good faith at that time. But now here you have Vince bullying his way back in against everybody's wishes. And at the end of the day, I don't know. And I'll granted maybe you could say, yeah, like, you know where you know check your nuts, where your nuts stand, somebody stand up to him. Um, but I don't know. Vince McMahon has this aura about him where he, especially in this industry, I believe is ruthless. And I, you know, to a point where I don't know that you should expect anybody else to to go as far as maybe he's willing to go. You know what I'm saying? So somebody's gonna eventually back down because so in, in that vein i i do believe a lot of people's hands are tied because this is a hundred percent vince um and you know I, obviously through the years you could always see there's been friction within the mcmahon family whether it's shane or stephanie you know just just all of them and i, I guess that comes with the territory and the business and the type of money we're dealing with um you know I guess maybe that's bound to happen in some circumstance but uh so yeah I, I'm I, I don't like it I wish somebody could or would you know actually step up and challenge McMahon you know to to say hey you know this isn't going to be done to this product but really at the end of the day it is was even in this six to eight month stint where he's been out, it's still been his company, you know whether he's the face or it's listed on their website or whatever come on so yeah it, it just in that vein um I'm willing to give him a little bit of a pass but I see what you're saying I'm it's just it's frustrating all around
0: yeah and look, and, and, and I definitely hear what you're saying and and there's and you're you you are right and listen it, at the end of the day this has always been Vince McMahon's company that's yeah. why I always say he's never left. He's truly, really, never left. He's always. It's like people really thought that this guy was retired. He's on the beach in Bahamas somewhere. No, 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 no. No, no, he's not. No, but but look, the the only reason why I'm, I, because I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, not only are they business partners, Stephanie and Triple H, but they're Mm -hmm. family, right? right? At some point, like you have to, somebody has to step up to this guy. Somebody, but nobody does. That's why Vince, because Vince McMahon knows that his yes, men and women are going to do and say whatever they, they tell or, mm-hmm. you know, tell them to do, right? right? That's why he's this ruthless because he knows, because he had hit all of his ducks in a row when he left Nick Khan, Triple H, Stephanie. So when he was able to come right back, when his hands were washed with the Hulk, with the whole accusations and the misconducts, Right. right? He knew when he if he was able to come back, because I feel like he's been planning this for months now. That's why I think you're starting to hear these Saudi Arabia deals go down. Because I feel like there was talks even when when Nick Khan came onto the stage. I think it's been that long.
1: Like I said, he's a a genius businessman. I have no doubt that that, you know, in this time where he's been away, oh, you you bet your ass he's been on the phone and there's been phone calls and, and proposals and whatnot. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. And just to finish this off, man, because I do want to uh, do want to get this ball rolling here. Look, w- whether this company gets sold to Saudi, Disney, Comcast, whoever it is, man, um, at the end of the day, I do believe they're going to go private because Vince McMahon wants that power. But here's the thing, guys, I'm going to finish with this. Right. Is this is this going to really like kill WWE? I don't think so. But is the WWE that we once knew and loved gone? Yes. Um, that's, that's yeah. just my, that that's just my final take on things. The more I've given in a day or two to analyze and do research on it, man, that's where I think this is going to go at the end of the day, Vince McMahon wants that power and he is going to find that potential buyer to give him that power. So, mm-hmm. and anyway, man, that is the whole situation there with WWE, Saudi uh stephanie mcmahon uh resigning um if anything of course happens um we will update for you guys because i'm sure because like i I, as soon as i went off on episode four man (laughs) all of these rumblings just start coming in it's just like it's like a trend now every time i get off an episode i talk about a topic and then boom something else happens so right But but we will update you guys uh when that happens but all right last thing before we get into dynamite is uh mandy rose um, so obviously, guys, if um, we've I've talked about this before on Instagram, uh, Mandy Rose was released by WWE uh, weeks ago because of some explicit content that she has been creating on a third-party site um, for a while now. Uh, we've heard reports that you know Mandy Rose has been asked to take not the page down, but take some of her explicit content down. We've mm-hmm. heard that Mandy Rose refused. And it kind of just, you know, build up to where maybe WWE's hands were tied and, you know, where Mandy Rose kind of, you know, just did not want to let go of this, um, this content that she was creating because, well, we kind of know why, because um, um, it came out uh, finalizing that she has been making well over almost a million dollars (laughs) in the past month. Guys, yeah. That is like probably almost half of more of what she probably makes with WWE, if not even oh, more. Than I that. would
1: say, yeah, that's I would say she's probably somewhere in the 200 yeah. to 400, maybe. So, I mean, I th- yeah. I think that would be years, three, three, four years that's before insane. she made and that, that one, in the WWE. One month. One, one month.
0: month. You know what? Hey, hey guys, listen. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Lot, you guys respect, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, man. So.
1: That's, I'm all for, you know, individuals that, you know, I I understand, I understand both sides, but I'm always going to lean towards, um, you know, supporting the individual in, you know, go out and, you know, if you're out there hustling and you're making your money this way or that way, whatever, I understand there was a, a contract involved and okay, WWE had to do what maybe they had to do but I don't blame her one bit, man. Like, cause at the end of the day, as we've seen with countless wrestlers over the years, and it might be a little bit better now, but shit, when you're done in the ring, man, you're, they ain't coming to help you. You know, there's, there's no insurance. There's no, you know, helping with hospital bills or whatnot, or you're, you're out of the business and, and you're hurt and sick and you're on your own, man. I hope you saved up, you know?
0: Yeah. And so, uh, so yes, she did break her silence. She's been pretty much silent uh, ever since her release happened. Um, Like I said, she's been continuing to make content. Mm -hmm. Obviously she's refused to to take the page down, Uh, but she went on the Tamron Hall show uh, just a few days ago, breaking her, uh, her silence, talking about um, just how this whole thing kind of pretty much went down pretty much what's next for her, Mm -hmm. the whole release process. Um, from what she said on this show, Brian, is that as she made her release, um, WWE did not specifically say that there was the release was because of this content. And that's uh-huh. what Mandy Rose said. And Mandy wrote they uh, Tamron Hall asked, like, was this because of the content you made? Did they specifically say that to you? And Mandy Rose said, No, they did not tell me that. But mm-hmm. you would have to think that the amount of warnings this woman probably got you could probably put two and two together because let's, let's, you know, she's, she was making just, she was putting up pictures like explicit pictures and that turned into videos and that turned into pretty much, I'm going to drop the ball here, porn <laughs> pretty much with her significant other. I forgot her fiance's husband's name uh, pretty much, but, um but yeah, so, but she kind of, she was kind of talking about, you know, how she is grateful for what WWE has been giving her. Um, and, but yeah, but she is hurt. She's been, she is hurt. She's disappointed. Um, you know, she talks about her history with what she's done with toxic attraction and mm-hmm. her 413 day title reign as champion. Um, but you know, listen, I, I can kind of, I can kind of be against playing devil's advocate and playing both sides here. The reason why I can sign with WWE is because they have clearly put a lot of stock into this woman. Right. Yeah. I mean the fact that they I mean putting on this four hundred and thirteen day title reign, building her into this legit star, and she's done mm-hmm. tremendously well. well she has uh, she's took taken the ball and she she was running with it. Uh-huh. And I think it was, you know, and, and like I said, you know, WWE is, you know, they see that she's on, you know, doing this explicit content on this third party site. And they're probably like, well, shit, you know, we can't put her on an advert, one of our advertisements. We can't have her put on one of our sponsorships because I'm sure fans are going to be like, isn't that, that woman from that, you know, third porn, third party porn site, <laughs> Like, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? And it's just, you know um, so, yeah, so I can understand why WWE for I'm sure a while they've given Mandy Rose, these, these warnings and, they talked about posting nude photos and that led into explicit types of videos. And then like, okay, like let's, you know, and, and, and Mm -hmm. yeah, so I can kind of understand where WWE's hands were tied. Now um, they also mentioned to her about potentially coming back to WWE and she has stated that, you know, it's going to take a conversation. So that tells you right then and there, this is not going to be some like, okay, here, we'll let's, we'll send you back, but you have to delete this. You have to delete your, your page, your site, it's not going to come down to that. It's clearly going to come down And the
1: money, what, what are you going to well, be yeah, paying like, me to and come all, back? And like I said,
0: I mean, if she's making this yeah. much money in a month, then I'm sure she's thinking to herself, you know, unless she truly enjoys the business and wrestling, then that's one thing. But outside of that, right. if you're making this much money, bro, like, you know, what what's, what's really the point? And I'm sure she enjoys it. She says she, you know, well, outside of explicit, but also just, sharing her her day in the life type of stuff with fans Mm -hmm. and all that stuff which is great um but yeah it's just a lot of questions were answered but i think there's still a lot more questions that still need to be answered yeah Um, but that's the whole situation brian your thoughts about mandy rose do you think she comes back to wwe who are you more citing in this situation uh your thoughts man
1: um I'd say right, honestly, right down the middle. Um, well, first I didn't know about any videos. I thought it was all just pictures. So I, that changes the conversation a little bit considering it is more of a, a family, you know, the WWE is more, uh, packaged as family, you know, than, than say AEW. Um, so that changes the conversation a little bit. That being said, um, I would assume and hope that she got warnings beforehand, you know, and that it wasn't just out of the blue. i I assume that's how it went down and in which case, if that's if that's what it was, then w w e has every right to do what they felt and and she has every right to do what she felt and um so i I especially considering the money and everything that's transpired here, I, like I don't expect to see Mandy Rose back in WWE for a while, you know, if, if maybe ever, I you know, I don't know how much she grew up or loved or was dedicated to the business. Um, I'm sure she had to be somewhat to, to be in there and on the road. But um, yeah, if, if you're, if you're making this money outside of, you know, being on the road and taking the bumps and, you know, damaging your body again, outside for outside of the, pure just love this is what I wanted to do with my life why would you come back for far less money and risk all that injury you know so I I don't think she's going to be back for a while
0: yeah no I mean it it could come to that uh there's there's no doubt about it um but yeah there was kind of just to close this out you know she was talking about her brother who passed away I believe I I don't believe how long I'm much I forgot how long it's been since her brother passed away but she kind of got deep into that.
1: Um uh, Yeah, and that's another my dad had I didn't even know about that. My dad had told me about that. So yeah, that's that's another just emotional, you know, thing for her that I'm sure she has to, to work through in time. And so yeah, I, I don't I don't think given the circumstances we're gonna see her in WWE yeah. anytime soon.
0: Yeah. Well, technically she is under um, I believe it's like a 90 days of non compete with WWE. So if she does want to return it'll be after the march 14th date so you know gotcha. who knows man so as a, obviously as of for now she can't do anything um, mm-hmm. but uh, who who knows who knows man uh who knows what she wants to do i'm sh- it, it, it's i think it's clear as day that she loves this business she loves wwe and wrestling and i think if she is given that opportunity um just because how much she enjoys it you know she talked about enjoying being kind of like a role model to all these younger women in NXT mm-hmm. and all that stuff, which I think is awesome, man. And by the way, shout yeah. out to Mandy Rose. Um, this is just for her, you know, her whole 14 or 413 day title reign. I mean, she completely killed it. I've said this on this platform many times, how, you know, she, you know, you know, she saw it as an opportunity. That's how, that's mm-hmm. what she said. And I love that, you know, she didn't take yeah. the developmental roster, thing as a punishment. She took it as an opportunity and she completely ran with it, like I mentioned earlier, man. So I gotta give her Yeah. Her I feel she and I think she, she turned her career
1: around. Her. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, really and did. I think
0: she's proven to a lot of people, a lot of fans that she can do this thing. She can mm-hmm. get over Yeah. And that was the one question we always had with Mandy Rose is like, you know, can she get over the crowd? Is she just a pretty face? It's not the case, man. She this woman can go. And look, if she doesn't come back to wrestling ever again, um you know i said i i appreciate the work the amount of work she's put in with her character in nxt if she does come back i'd love to see her back man i've been loving her her work as of late and i would love to see how she can evolve with her character and all that stuff um but yeah well but remains remains to be seen man so again shout out to mandy rose and uh yeah man so that is the whole situation there so again guys uh we're gonna get into dynamite if any updates of course happen with saudi um And the whole deal with WWE, we will be the first ones to update with you guys, man. All right. Without further ado, guys, let's get into AEW Dynamite. All right. So this was January 11th, 2023. This was in the Kia Forum in Los Angeles, California. Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So the first hour, first match was John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page. Match time was around about 13 minutes. Um, pretty physical, pretty brutal type of match. I like the way that Mox wrestles a lot. He definitely brings just such an old school type of vibe. He's like biting the back and scratching <laughs> yeah. Hangman Page's back. Yeah. Um, I think after that, he ends up with a suplex off the top rope. Um, there was a moment in the match, Brian. I don't know if you caught this, but Hangman delivers, I believe it was a reverse pile driver. And Mox completely no sells it. He kind of pretty much gets up and kind of like in a daze type of way, but he doesn't no sell. Cause it, cause immediately he gets up, he kind of delivers like a stomp to the head of pa- hangman page, almost yeah. kind of like a curb stomp the way that Seth Rollins does it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that was pretty, that was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of fans were talking about that. So I had to bring that up, but at the end of the day, hangman wins this match via the buckshot lariats, uh, Crowd didn't really seem that interested in most of this match. Honestly, I guess LA. I guess they're just you know, you know. Hey, we we you know we we live in the city of angels. We got this money, like you know, right. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, Hangman wins this match. Um, in regards to who needed to win this match, I do agree that Hangman, um. Definitely needed this a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't think this did anything to tarnish John Moxley at all for what how this match was. And I mentioned this last week, guys, um, about how AEW starts their nights off, and that is always with a match, and I'm just not a fan of it. Um, I just believe that you want to start the night off with some, like, a segment, not just a promo in the ring, just anything, anything to deliver or to – you know, get a storyline going, right? Like right. I, I just don't like the fact that we're just starting off with a match, right? But it's a great match, you know. It's <laughs> Moxley and Hangman. I mean, that's great, you know. And I enjoy. And listen, I enjoyed the match for what it was. Mm-hmm. I just not. I just would not be starting the night off with it. That is just my take. When we get to the next episode or the next um, segment, um, I believe that that was the segment that they should have started the night off. But um, Brian, your thoughts with the match and how it all went down. All
1: right. Well, I I'm going to start my, my thoughts off with this and as we'll, we'll go through the matches, you'll see why. So again, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit critical. AEW is my preferred brand, but I'm going to be really critical here. So they had five matches on the show all night, right? Four of these five matches had multiple exchanges where it's either the forearm shot, a chop or punches right back and forth, kind of, kind of no selling kind of half selling just back and forth between the two competitors, you know, five, 10, 15 times. Can we stop with it? (laughs) Please. I get it. It, you know, it, it, it it is so, and I'll, I'll go down and and count and I'm I'm sure I'm off a, a time or two here, but throughout the night, how many times this happened throughout all of the matches and it's just, it's so overdone, just, you know, so that's where I'm starting. <laughs> uh, the match with Han- Hangman and uh, Mox, I thought, I thought it was a good match. It was fine. Um, I would agree with you that Hangman definitely needed the win there. If, if not, like where, where does he go from there? Yeah. Um, I will say with the crowd, you know, you were right. I didn't notice it was just ever so brief, but there was, you know, a, a quite a few chances of like cowboy shit. And then there was at one point end, Mox, got
0: a hot a little bit, but yeah. outside of that, really nothing at all.
1: Right. And then and Mox gave the, the finger to the audience. So I think however brief it was, because I think we had mentioned it, you know, last week that it's kind of a, kind of a face-face match where I think the crowd clearly, you know, kind of put Hangman in the face position more so than, than Mox where he was the heel. Um, what else I got here? Uh, I mean, that that's pretty much it. It was, you know, like, I, I think that match had two or three different spots where it was the, the chops back and forth, the punches, the forearms, um, so all in all, I thought it was a good match. I, I like Hangman went in there with the Buckshot Lariat. The only thing I did have a little issue with at the end is as they're kind of going to commercial break, you see like Mox pulling himself up to the ropes and he's like, what happened? What happened? Clearly indicating that he was also knocked out. Right. And th- that's the whole issue we had with with Hangman a few weeks ago. I don't think you really needed to to do that in that situation like my or hangman got the win clean it was a good match I don't know that you need to go down like uh oh, we're trading concussions here you know I so yeah. all in yeah. all I, I mean, think it, it was a solid match abrupt- but
0: it ends abruptly too like you know, hangman kind of looks concerned and then he's just like, Yeah, hey, whatever, I'm just gonna walk back to the back,
1: oh, right? So, right,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I could definitely see where you're going there for sure. So, that was the first match, man. Um, so then we go into, <clears throat> excuse me, by the way, my voice is shot, uh, so I apologize <laughs> if I sound like I've been smoking cigarettes for like the past 50 years, so I do apologize for that, but anyway, so next segment, man, um, Adam Cole baby <laughs> returns to AEW yesterday. His mm-hmm. music hits and he huge, hits pop. Like, yeah, very really? huge pop. Yeah, it was good to see Adam Cole. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, he hits the ring, cuts a promo, uh, talks about he has good news and bad news. Uh good news is that you know, I have appreciation for my life. You know, I missed being here. I missed mm-hmm. being here in AEW, man. You know, he talks about a lot of stories about his injury. The doctors he ha- he's had conversation with even uh, talks about Britt Baker, you know, him about, you know, I think uh, waking up in the middle of the night and like kind of like going through that whole concussion type of protocol. And like, right, like, I don't know where I'm at and just being in a very scary type of just a really scary type of uh, moment in his life. And he really gets emotional in mm-hmm. this promo I do feel like that's true emotion from Adam. Cole, uh, yeah, so sure. I think so, too. Yeah, he's been through a whole lot since since he's been off AEW television, um, you know, he said, he states to the crowd says, none of you knew what was happening, but so many of you were there for me. And he said, he, you know, he gave approval to the fans that he thanks mm-hmm. them. Um, he also says, you know, I gave you nothing for six months, but you were still there for me. And for that, I say, thank you. So getting really emotional with the fans, really trying to connect with the fans and the crowd gets into it. Yeah. Um. To end it, man, Um. you know, fans chant, Adam Cole reps through the Kia forum. And uh, he says, and then he says, okay, now to the bad news. Bad <laughs> news is that it's not for me. It's for the rest of the AEW locker room because I am back. And he all, and he finishes it off with today is the day that the new Adam Cole was born. And that was pretty much the segment, man. So Again, and I mentioned this early, earlier during the mocks and um, Hangman Page match. This is the segment that I would have started the night off with. Um, yeah, I can see this that big yeah. return yeah. for Adam Cole. Uh, it's great to hear that he's cleared, um, that he's ready to go. Um, for sure, and hopefully, hopefully, Tony Khan has a plan, and this guy is ready to give him the rocket strapped to his back and let him soar because you gotta you gotta build something off of this uh mm-hmm. from this moving right. forward you can't just have this guy you know adam cole just come back next week he's in like just some random singles match and all of a sudden he gets paired with some people we see that now with hook jungle boy yeah. uh who else man like Ricky Starks in action and Dreddy. like if that happens man then that's just like just yeah,
1: just not, good.
0: <laughs> it's not just, good. it's yeah, man, you you yeah. gotta you, you gotta let Adam Cole build momentum off of this, man. This was a yeah. really cool moment. It was good to hear that he is now cleared to uh, to wrestle. Um it's curious to where because it clearly, I mean, this was clearly a baby face type of promo, you know, is it mm-hmm. gonna be a baby face? is he going to like kind of blur the lines and he's kind of going to play with the crowd and all of a sudden he's going to do like a quick heel turn or something like that. Right. Who knows? It remains to be seen, man. But this was a really cool moment. Um, it's, it's great to hear that Adam Cole is healthy and then he's doing great and he's back doing what he loves, man. Um, cause like I said, you know, we critique these pro wrestlers all the time. You know, we, we say things that, a lot of fans may not like but it's the truth man it's because we want what's best for these professional wrestlers and for Adam Cole's sake we know he's talented we know the work that he did in mm-hmm. NXT and it's great that he's being he's able to you know that god gifted him this another chance to to do something to make noise in AEW because he's right for the past 6 months in this company he hasn't really done much no uh, besides win a, tur- a a a heart foundation tournament um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and that's just, so that's where I'm coming from, man. I would have started the night off with this, get the crowd hot, you know, Oh my God, Adam Cole is returned. He's back in AW. You know, get the people excited and then go. And into then the Mox,
1: Mox music hits and you build right off of that. And yeah. And
0: go into Mox first hangman. Exactly, man. Yeah. Ryan, yeah. Your, your thoughts about that.
1: Uh, yeah, not much to add. I'll, I'll keep it quick. I'm suit. So, yeah. Really excited that, that, uh, Adam Cole's back. Um, you know, I thought it was a good promo. Like you said, I, I think there was, for sure, real, real life and real emotion in that promo. Um, so yeah, just, you know, looking forward, like you said, I, I hope, I hope uh, Tony Khan really has something for him. Um, but you're looking forward to, to see what he's got going forward. Just uh, happy is back. So.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. Shout out to Adam Cole. Shout yes, out to sir. Baby. All right, man. Uh, next segment is the acclaimed in the guns backstage. This was pretty short, but yeah, um, he, he, they make an announcement saying that they're going to be on the stars. They're going to be stars on the walk of fame induction or the Hollywood <laughs> board of directors. Uh, yeah. A little bit of a, I don't know, man. I took that as a little shot from WWE. Just again, just yeah, in the Back yeah. of my head, uh, Hollywood yep. board of directors. Like, I don't know, but anyway, Too anyway big. um, yeah. So they, they announced they're going to be on the walk of fame. Uh, they've been approved by the Hollywood board of directors and, um, Bowens finishes it off with uh, scissors are going to live in concrete forever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes.
0: uh, look, there's Funny a little segment, you know, I'm going to keep it short. Um, I like the acclaimed a lot. Actually, I mentioned about the top five list that I was thinking about putting them in. Um, I think Tony Khan needs to put them in more, men, more than for just 30 seconds, because this is all we saw from the acclaimed yesterday. Um, yeah, it's cool that you want to put them in 30 second segments like this. But just, like, get them more involved in the show. Like, don't just put them in 30-second segments and then just be done with it, man. So, um, yeah, so it was 30 seconds short. Nothing much to, to go off of it really much. Uh, Brian, uh, unless you have something that you want to...
1: No, not really. I mean, I, I think I have here. was like a 30 or 40-second promo. You know, silly, fun, entertaining, you know, what you expect from the acclaim. So Exactly. Yeah. All
0: right, man, we're moving on to match uh, number two. This was Big Bill. <laughs> Big Bill Morrissey against Lee Moriarty, um against Hook and Jungle Boy. So this was a tag team match. Bur lasted about seven minutes. Um, Lee kind of came to the ring with a Blake. It looked like a black panther mask, which kind of looked cool. Just had to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Stokely gets involved in the match early in this match. Uh, Ken Jong, um actor. again, it's the City of Angels, so you knew you had to see some uh, <laughs> some 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 famous some celebrities and actresses yeah. in the crowd. Um, Hook delivered a belly to belly onto Big Bill during this match, and that was like that was like a big eye opener, like holy shit, like, what yeah. the hell just happened type of thing, dude. Hook man, I- I'm gonna get into Hook for a second because there's a lot of, I want to say about Hook, but um, so yeah, Bill, Big Bill kind of looks shocked. He's like, dude, did this kid really just belly to belly suplex me? Like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> and then, so Jungle Boy wins the match via a snare trap to Lee Moriarty, taps out, and hook and jungle boy pick up the w man so Mm -hmm. so uh, i'm gonna let actually brian i'm gonna let you start off with this man uh your thoughts about this match and everything uh that went down
1: so i actually have written here uh pains me to say jungle hook that is this team's name i guess and i actually have wtf freaking jungle hook are you kidding me like that it's just can you get any lazier, you know, for shit's sake. <laughs> like, um you know, again with this match, uh you know, I I don't have a lot to say. Again, this match had at least one, if not a couple, of the exchanges of the chops and the the forearm shivers. Um I, I do have here, yeah, that that uh uh belly to back I don't know it was belly to belly or belly to back. Either yeah, either way, it was pretty impressive die. uh from Hook. Um, and then yeah, Jungle Boy uh beats Moriarty with a snare trap. You know, I, I don't see Hook and Jungle Boy together long term, especially with a uh, not with a godforsaken name like Jungle Hook. Um so eh, it's a nice little match, I guess. I mean, because I I want. I want to like Hook and Jungle Boy, and, and believe it or not, I want to like Big Bill because I, I think coming from where he was in WWE and the, the shape that that man has got in, and you know, kudos to him. You know, golf clap for him as well. Um, so I hope they have something for him, and and he can deliver in in his spots. But uh, overall, you know, uh, it it was what it was. Eh, you know, that's <laughs> about how I can sum it up
0: yeah and th- and that's and that's definitely the reason you know is that it didn't really lead to much really of anything after this no. match yeah man um it's just again I-, I mentioned this before so many times i hate just throwing superstars individual superstars in a team mm-hmm. and coming up with this just cringy cheesy type of freaking tag name it's just so stupid <laughs> um yeah man um it's just this really didn't lead to anything i mean Great for Hook and Jungle Boy. They should be winning matches. It's a shame about Lee Moriarty and and Big Bill or William Morrissey. Mm -hmm. Um, Not sure where they go from here. The firm, ever since MJF, pretty much um, that whole MJF type of deal was done. Nobody's really been caring about the firm.
1: Yeah, Um, right, right. um,
0: But yeah, but Hook, man. I mean, Hook is – I remember watching Hook um, when he first started – his like jobber matches Mm -hmm. and i was like his presence i shouldn't say his presence but like his mannerisms the way he walks Mm -hmm. to the ring obviously the the crowd was so behind him and now it's just like oh okay it's hook cool it's great to see him and and that's what i mean about building momentum i said about building momentum um with uh with adam cole like adam Mm -hmm. cole he's came back he's got this nice pop you build that momentum off Ever since Hook has started, you know, winning jobber matches and all that stuff, leading up to his uh, uh, FTW championship win, he's really just been under the radar. Um, and it's yeah. kind of a yeah. shame, man, because he was so over. They put him in with Danhausen. I understand it was funny. It had his moments. I get it. Yeah, and imagine Hook. Like, if you wanted to let this Hook rock with Team Taz at the time – that would have, could have been fun to see. You put them in yeah. cool, like backstage attacks or something with like mm-hmm. Hobbs and Starks. Cause I mean, I like Ta- I like team Taz and it was a shame that they weren't really special at all, uh, um, right. for the way they were booked. But yeah, man, I feel like, you know, um, if, if you're going to do something with hook, man, like you gotta, it's just a shame, man. I, I don't know if you can get his momentum back on the tracks the way it was when he first started, because it's just, there's nothing, there's nothing moving forward that you need to see from hook the next week. You know what I mean? right It's great. And trust me, no doubt. His belly to belly was like the, probably one of the best moments of the night. No doubt. Um, the dude is, is, is freakishly strong. He's a Mm -hmm. good, he's a great athlete. He's pretty much my age. Um, I think he's like, what, 20, Actually I think he's a few years younger than me. I think probably
1: he's, like, he's got to be early like 20s, yeah. 22,
0: 23. I'm 25. Maybe I think he's 22 or 23. But yeah man, um like he he brings type of like a like it would be cool to have his dad be his mouthpiece. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Taz needs to get away. I understand he's a good commentator. I'm not saying he's not a good commentator. You already have so many commentators on on this freaking show. -hmm. Let team let Taz go back to his manager type of role, like he had with Team Taz. Right. Put him with Hook, man. Like Hook barely speaks at all. That's his gimmick. Put him with his dad. I think that would be pretty, pretty cool. And you build momentum, put him in cool storylines. I think you got something there, man.
1: Yeah, Uh, I do too. And yeah, as far as commentary, I mean, yeah, you only need two commentators. I mean, that you don't need three, four, it's just overdoing it. Exactly. Exactly. And and with hook you know as far as getting that momentum back like i you know i don't know if it's i'm sure it's it's probably a combination of booking and then then just his inexperience to this point which understandably so but i think you know to even attempt to get him back on track or or you know more over with the fans like you got to expand what he i mean it's it's what he does is is great in short little spurts but mm-hmm. now you got to start adding to it you know and and so far i haven't really seen much um you know direction or any layers added to the character you know it's it's been pretty much the same thing the entire time
0: and that's Tony Khan for you. That's Tony <laughs> Khan. Uh, just like you know, people want to say he's the he's the greatest Booker in, in professional wrestling. <laughs> Shut the hell
1: up, bro. No, but no.
0: Again, that's no shade of Tony Khan. It's just it's just the truth, man. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's. I move don't know on. that
1: you can say any any Booker is the greatest. I mean, because everybody has yeah. their preferences, and there's been so many great ones. Yeah. There, there's good. There's great. There's shitty. You know, and there's in between.
0: <laughs> yeah. No doubt. All right, man. So to end hour number one, there was like some uh, some more 60 second backstage segments mm-hmm. backstage was Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. They're with some, I guess, another like actor, maybe like singer. I think his name is Robert Duvall. I don't know who this guy is. I didn't either like backstage doing like the, the best friend handshake. And I'm like, OK, what the hell was the point of this moving on? There's nothing needed to even talk about that at all. Um, Dex, I would just say uh, real
1: quickly we're, I mean it, it was kind of a a, a throw uh, yeah not much to say there but a, obviously at the end you can sense a little bit of tension between the best friends and uh, Orange Cassidy and uh, who was who else was with him I can't remember Dan the Housen. other one Dan Housen yeah Dan yeah Housen. so I don't know maybe that's setting up some type of feud there but not anything that's I'd the, really. yeah that's
0: the question does anybody really give a shit does right. anybody really care and that that's what I mean man like there's yeah. nothing really to talk about honestly with it um, before we get into our number two, Renee back, was backstage by the Elite Locker Room. She was mentioning about the best of seven series for later in the night. She's talking about, oh, the last time there was a best of seven series it was in 1988, Lakers Pistons. Again, with this company trying to turn this this show into a sport, and it makes me cringe, and it just pisses me off to no end. I love Renee. Renee, I, I know you do podcasts. I know you shout, – shout out to Renee Paquette, okay? Mm-hmm but like wh- why like why do you need to bring up nba basketball an actual competitive sport in <laughs> relation to us a, a seven man set or i'm sorry a 6 match uh, you're you know, right. or seven match series like come on enough, oh, yeah enough
1: I'll, uh, I'll i'll reserve my comments for for the match itself that we get into but right, yeah, yeah i feel you
0: i like i like i like the way you're thinking i like the way you're thinking all right, man, we go into our number two. Uh Takeshka comes out for a match. I believe it was with Brian Danielson. We'll get mm-hmm. to that in a second. We'll go through, we'll go through this segment and then we're gonna go through the match and then we'll we'll explain our thoughts to you guys. So um MJF comes out. MJF and MJF does what MJF does best, man. And this mm-hmm. is why this guy is on my top five wrestlers of the week. And there's a good chance he might be on that list again. Just, you know just hinting mm-hmm. that a little bit, you know, but anyway, complete lights up the microphone lights up the city of LA. And he's like, LA, I know you're not bright, but daddy's on the mic. So shut your mouths. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and yeah, he, I think he ends up calling out some celebrities. Yeah. Um, obviously Takeshka was in the ring. Um, He was like, he ends up Takeshi. He's like, Konnichiwa. How's it going, bud?
1: <laughs> yep.
0: This guy just is oh my god it's just amazing anyway moving on i want to move on here but yeah. mm-hmm. um and then he says like is your name take a shitter? like what is your <laughs> name take a shit i uh, it, like burst out laughing yeah that, that
1: was a good line there
0: absolutely amazing <laughs> line bro um he's like you know i think Takeshka gets on the mic she says some some Japanese, uh, you know, and and I think MJF was funny. He was like, "Damn,
1: uh, like, <laughs> I one. thought
0: Danielson was a bad public speaker." <laughs> like just, just completely destroying Takeshka, and the LA crowd. There was uh, there was pushing and shoving involved with Takeshka. He ends up getting out of the ring to for MJF to finish his uh, his segment, which was kind of weird. I thought it would have been cool just to maybe like um, mm-hmm. maybe sign off. Takeshka, like, maybe not having the match because, like, we'll get to the match in a second. I'll get to my thoughts with that in a second, but uh, but anyway, like, he's out of the equation. MJF is now cutting a promo in the ring. Um, he's like, I'm all about pinning shoulders on the mats and banging rats. <laughs> so again, just MJF being MJF. Bro. Yeah. Continues used to talk crap. He calls out Ken Jong. He calls out Freddie Prince Jr. MJF being MJF as usual, man, and then out comes uh, Brian Danielson, uh, he runs out to the ring, charges to the ring. MJF runs away. The way MJF is running up the ramp is just the funniest shit I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, in my yeah, life. that was good. This, this dude is 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 the definition of a character. This guy is just <laughs> tremendous, man. He is just. Yeah. Uh, give me two hours of this guy, and I will be heavily entertained, man. Um, but yeah, man, this kind of MJF kind of retreats to the back. There was a little bit of a stare down before we went straight into the match here. This was. Uh, Danielson versus take take a shitter. oh I'm sorry Takeshka <laughs> I'm I'm sorry uh guys I know I'm being mean I'm sorry I apologize um yeah man this match was under 15 minutes um mjf was end up uh watching watching backstage uh during this match uh match was physical um I'll be honest with you guys I there was really no interest with this match I understand Takeshka's a great wrestler you know you you know you know wrestling marks you know they'll they'll look at Danielson and and Takeshka and be like oh this is a banger banger yeah there, there <laughs> you go Brian you know that you know the drill man yeah um but yeah man I'm just you know I'm, I just was not interested in this match at all I really was not I don't really have much notes in this match but about anything honestly mm-hmm. um, Danielson does win this match via submission they show a little bit of mutual respect in the ring MJF is backstage looking all flustered um and kind of pissed and that was pretty much pretty much the segment man uh before i get to my thoughts man brian your your thoughts with this whole segment in this match
1: uh yeah just a few things that kind of piggyback on what you said uh, forgive me i don't have my glasses so i gotta i gotta really look at my book here but uh, yeah the mjf promo um you know to kind of interrupt the start of the match there it went about six and a half minutes one of the best lines i thought he had was uh when he you know he had said something about the take a shit uh, and then he responds to him back in Japanese and MJF has something to the effect of here we speak uh, American which <laughs> of course American is in a, a language but it was intentional and I thought just perfect for his character for his and character, the heelish
0: yeah.
1: dumb shit he does yeah um, again so uh, pronounce that name for me again because I don't want to want to mess it up uh takashka is that how you pronounce it i think it's uh takashka i believe Tekeshka.
0: Tekeshka.
1: so again i I'd never really seen or heard of this guy before but um given what it was i, I thought he he did well hanging with Dam- danielson i didn't you know uh obviously you know no this is a it's not creating a few this is just a so uh, back to your point it was pretty brutal and Again, I count no more than four, no less than four times in this match alone where they do the back and forth chops and shit. No less than four times. So, yeah, brutal, hard hitting. I mean, Danielson's chest was jacked up. You see that pretty much with every match in every match.
0: Whenever you watch an AEW Dynamite match, guys, you will see the the chops and like the back and forth fist it's it's pretty much redundant like it's that's it's thing, yeah guys, it's, it's, a, it's it seems not, like a
1: staple spot in every match it's not match.
0: that we don't think it's cool guys it's just that we see it all the time and it right. just becomes stale and redundant that's where we're coming from so yeah that's why absolutely I bring that up to the audience
1: um but i thought with that you know it kind of um did make Takeshka look you know pretty good cuz i mean he hung in there with danielson and took some shots uh you know i did notice there was um I don't know if it was from Danielson or Takeshko, but there was a botched hurricanrana to that could have went pretty bad there. Yeah, um,
0: I, I think I, I, I saw it once. I have to go back and see it. But, yeah, I, I did see the botch, but I have to go back and see it. To yeah. See if it was kind of at fault, and yeah.
1: Yeah, but, uh, you know, all in all, again, hard-hitting match. Um, you know, it's just something, I think, to kind of to build up because it, you know, went pretty long for, you know, 15 minutes for a guy that we've never seen in AEW for in Takeshka. Um, so I think it's just kind of starting to build up here. Danielson's kind of strength and his endurance, you know, and that kind of, kind of thing. So, uh, it was pretty good, but I can do without all the chops, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, real quick, just to wrap this up and then we're going to get into that, uh, that women's tag that everybody's mm-hmm. been talking about. Uh, yeah. Reasons why we'll explain in just a second. But to finish this off, man, um, I have two things. Number one, why is Danielson taking almost 15 minutes for this guy, Takeshka, to beat? I understand mm-hmm. you want to build up Takeshka and for fans to give a shit about him. I completely get it. But at the same time, man, this is Brian freaking Danielson. This is your top star. Right you don't I mean the fact that it's taking him this long to beat Takeshka this guy in almost 15 minute mark in a match that really nobody was really that hyped going into it anyway no. is to me was just pointless um you know I I would have had this match around under ten minutes maybe not even that maybe like under, five under well I don't know about five to seven I you know, I don't it, know like seven I would say six or seven yeah um somewhere around there that's number one. Um, again, you know, I, like I said, I understand we need to build up stars and like people make look good, but at the same time, guys, you can make, you know, but you don't want to, you you don't want to make your top stars look also look like chumps trying to go, trying to go all out against these guys like Takeshka
1: mm-hmm.
0: in a 15 minute match that nobody, like you said, Brian, nobody really knows who this guy is, and that's a yeah. problem. Right. Um, So I would have had Danielson win this match in six to seven minutes instead of almost a 15. I mean, that's kind of stretching it, but that's number one. Number two. I'm really not liking the way this storyline is going. And you mentioned this before, Brian. MJF was great on the mic, no doubt. Like I said, give me MJF on the mic for for two hours. I will be heavily entertained. Uh But this whole and you mentioned this before, man, this whole you know you have to run this gauntlet and into in order to fight me you gotta beat the people that i put in front of you it is getting a little stale
1: it it just same thing you did with jericho
0: same thing with jericho man Mm -hmm. it's the exact same thing and that's what i think about you know and that's where as much as i love mjf and we talk and this is a pro mjf type of platform um you know, but we got it. Like I said, we 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 call everybody out. People like Charlotte Flair, people like everyone else over in WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got to call it like it is, man. You know, MJF. This lately in his storylines about you know the whole you know you have to in order to face me, you have to beat my cronies or you have to pick my you have to beat my handpick opponents. Yeah, so, uh, it's just it's 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 not that. There's really nothing really to to be interested in, in mm-hmm. the only thing is just to see who the opponent is. Yeah, that's pretty that's much it. And then by the time the match right. starts, nobody's going to give a shit. I'm sorry, but they're not because,
1: you know, Danielson's going to win anyway, because that's exactly right.
0: And it's just, you Exa- know, and trust me, if there was if there was layers added into it, like, you know, some attacks, some cool segments, that would be sure. Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing else was led to this. And, and that's the problem I've been having lately with MJF, is that yes, he's great on the mic. He can he can carry he can carry a segment, but can he really carry a storyline? And that's where I'm starting to get with him. And I understand it's not all of his fault. This is obviously what was given from sure. writers and Tony Khan. I completely get it. Mm-hmm. But again, man, it's just, you know. At some point, man, you know, when are we gonna say enough is enough, man? And, and and we need to we we need to see more than just, you know, you need to mm-hmm. be my handpick opponent in order to face me, in order to be worthy to face me. It's just it's just getting stale, man. And it's just I need to I need to see a lot more from NJF. Um, until, you know. Yeah. Cause like yeah, I said, he's talented, man. He's, enough, talented, yeah. man. he's yeah. just so, so talented. And it's just I need to see different types of like him and punk, I thought was really kind of um, that's the best I, he's
1: done so far. I, I feel yeah, at least yeah.
0: as of late. And then like right. I said, the whole Jericho, this is pretty much the same thing with Danielson. Right. Um, and yeah, it's just, I don't, I'm sure I could, I think I could speak for most fans, even though you're fans of MJF, this is really not doing much for me, Brian. I'm sure it's not doing much for you or really hardly anybody. Um, but yeah, man. So
1: so uh, just yeah. real, real quick to add to that match when you were talking about the celebrities um, that MJF had had mentioned in the crowd, I had noticed. So Freddie Prince Jr. was one of those celebrities, and for those who may not know, uh, he used to be a writer for WWE. Yes. Um, so I just thought that was pretty interesting that he was in the crowd. I, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know if that means anything. If you know whatever, I just thought it was pretty cool that you know.
0: Yeah, that is right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did forget about that. Yeah, it's a good point you bring that up, Ryan. Nice um so yeah man let's move on to our fourth match of the night this was the women's tag match this was uh soraya and uh is it soraya or is it soraya Soraya. is it supposed to be soraya Soraya. yeah soraya i'm so sorry Uh, if if you're watching this i i apologize for i did so there's
1: a, a a person i used to you know have friends back in the day um and her name was uh Soraya. So I always have botched it too. Cause I just think, you know, I've, I've I've heard that name before and always pronounce it this way, but yes, it's that it's Soraya. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to clear that up. So Soraya and Tony storm versus Britt Baker and women's champion, Jamie hater. This match was, I believe around under the 10 minute mark, somewhere around there. Um, I got right about 10, but yeah, yeah, about 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. probably, yeah. It sounds about right. Um, so nothing much. This was kind of just a traditional tag, but obviously the real thing that was going on or the real build to this was the whole Mercedes Monet. Is she Mm going to show up? Is she not? Is Tony going to deliver? Well, let's find out. So, um, match, the match itself was what it was. Um, nothing too crazy, but nothing, nothing to really kind of shit on, honestly. um, -hmm. But yeah, hater delivered a suplex. I got with...
1: one thing to shit on.
0: <laughs> What's I say that again? Go
1: ahead. I said I got one thing to shit on. Oh,
0: okay. Hey, I, I I got you. I got you. Um, but yeah, man, Jamie Hayter delivered a, a double suplex in this match. I thought they looked pretty, pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um uh Sheeta, Sheeta comes out, um, kind of very conflicted in her in her face. Um, she comes out with the kendo stick. Um, and then at the end of this match, she tosses the kendo stick in the ring. Mm-hmm. With, and I believe the ref was distracted by Rebel from ringside. Um, and Britt Baker hits uh, Tony Storm over the back with it. Uh, while she, And she, I believe she was the non-legal competitor. So it ends up Jamie Hayter. She ends up hitting her finisher and picks up the W over Tony Storm. And that was it. That was so, it. First of all, um, so Sheeta seems like there's some sort of a heel turn there, mm-hmm. um, which we kind of expect after last week's segment of, um, you know, Tony Storm being the the partner over her. Um, but yeah, man, uh, no Mercedes Monet was delivered last night. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> that is just brutal. It is absolutely yeah. brutal, man. And I, listen, I understand like people may have different opinions on this, like oh, whatever. It's I'm not I'm fine with Mercedes Monet and not being there and this and that. But to me, man, this was with all the the little Easter eggs. I was talking about the Easter eggs that were being built. You know, Britt mm-hmm. Baker calling herself the boss and all this stuff, right? It just like and the fact that and they didn't even acknowledge. You would think that Tony Khan, right? He hears these rumblings, which I'm sure he does. Mm-hmm. And you would think that like, he would, you know, not try to like keep his audience, like, you know, on edge about like, oh my God, is Mercedes, is Mercedes Monet actually going to show up? Right. You no, know, it's, and it's just like, it's I'm not going to say it's like an F you to the fans. Cause I don't think Co- Tony Khan is that type of person, obviously, but, it definitely was a little bit underwhelming the fact that there was no like type of uh type of like you know confirming like list of being like hey like um just to not to get fans hopes up right mm-hmm. mercedes you know this whole mercedes thing like it's it's, it's nothing like you know i don't want to get fans hopes up and 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 get absolutely you know shit on by the fans i'm sure, sure. by most fans yeah, and um, yeah, it was just like it was just very weird, man. I just feel like you know, because I'm sure Tony Khan had to know some, had to hear something about Mercedes. Oh, no and, doubt, yeah. And this was honestly to me, and I said this before, man, this was Mercedes or bust because there was a lot of build about Mercedes showing up, and the fact that Tony Khan kind of just ignored it and just went as business as usual, not you know keep getting fans hopes up is Mm -hmm. very like just weird and just kind of underwhelming, man. Um, again, we knew what the match was going to be again. It was what was going to lead to it. Right. That's the problem. I think that AEW has a lot is what is this leading to? We thought this was going to lead to maybe Mercedes debuting in AEW, but that did not happen. Um, -hmm. that's to me, Brian, that's kind of disappointing. Um, and I understand, James, you're you're a you're a Mercedes-Monet Sasha Banks fan fanboy. Just shut up. No, but here's the reason why I say it's disappointing because, and this is, and I've said this about Sasha Banks many times, Mercedes uh Vernando. She, anybody who picks this woman up, whatever she wants to sign to, immediately upgrades the women's division. It just does. Mm-hmm. Because I've yeah, no said this before, she is everybody's best match. She is just head and shoulders above just mostly every single women's wrestler today. Um, I stand by that. I mean, if you want to give me Becky Lynch, you want to give me Bailey and all these other names, that's totally fine. Um, I call it as it is. I've been watching this woman for seven years. I've been studying this woman for seven years and there's no doubt, man, that this girl has it Mm -hmm. and putting Tony Khan, because listen, Tony Khan doesn't need any more talent for the male roster he just doesn't it's like it, it's just it's it, he has so much talent he it's doesn't loaded. Even know what to do with it uh um, yeah but for the women man you, you could have mercedes could have been such a great addition to this women's division um but again um mm-hmm. yeah it, it's just it's just disappointing man brian your, your your thoughts your thoughts about that
1: uh well i'll start out with this and then i'll get into the to the uh mercedes monet stuff um again with this match uh it was hater and storm again in the middle of the ring trading arm shots man back and forth literally
0: you gotta I, love it it, it,
1: it had it, it couldn't have happened less than a 10 to 12 times throughout the night and all you know combining all the matches it's just too much people <laughs> so that's what i'm going to start with um as far as the match goes you know i, I thought it was a good, good match. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I let down that Mercedes when it wasn't there. Here's where I'm going to still hold out hope that she's still coming. Um, so at the end of the match, you know, Shida throws in the kendo stick and now she throws it in my, I mean, it was kind of in the middle, but I'm going to say it was a little bit closer to hater, right. Or, or Brit, whoever, whoever was in there. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Um, so then, you know, they use the kendo stick, you know, cut to after the match and Sheeta's like, "Oh, you know, I didn't mean to do that." I think she meant to do that, right? And so I think the heel turn is definitely coming. Um so with Mercedes not showing up here and kind of this only being the only action that Sheeta took was just kind of it was kind of innocuous, innocuous like, "Oh, did I who did I mean the kendo stick for?" um when do you know whether their next pay-per-view is i would imagine it can't be too long and i would say that okay for the next two three weeks maybe wasn't, you build this heel something
0: about february 8th i believe maybe
1: something around uh, I, i'd have to go check I know that revolution, out
0: revolution revolution is like march 5th but i believe gotcha. there's something going on around in the middle of february i think march or i'm sorry february 8th i heard was mm. like a certain date um about a pay-per-view or maybe a weekly pay-per-view or something. I don't know, something like that, yeah. but somewhere along those lines. Yeah.
1: So just as a fan, you know, if, if this is where it goes, if there is no Mercedes Monet, you know, to ever to come to AW or whatever, sure. I'm going to be disappointed. And I hope, I, I think with the four uh, or five wrestlers involved in the storyline now, I think you could still make it work, but I hope, you know, again, as a fan, that the the storyline is going to be this is a you know a couple week build for Sheeta to turn heel and maybe align herself with Britain Hater, and then maybe at the pay per uh, view we get the payoff of Mercedes. Maybe you know again, all just speculation. Who knows? That's just as a fan what what I would like to see. But um, so that's all I really got to say about the match. Uh, you know, H- Hater gets. Uh, storm for the pin which i think is good for hater specifically to pick up the pin there um so yeah going forward uh you know we'll see where it goes i think Sheeta's obviously turning heel and and I-, I guess that would mean storm and soraya would need to get find a, a third person third party yeah so
0: it was like because you know because we we just need to have a another six man tag. It's just, just exactly what Uh, we.
1: that's coming up, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Jesus Christ. But yeah, man.
0: um, But yeah, um, it's, it's definitely, you know, and there's no doubt, there's no doubt that Mercedes can still show up, but I always talk about momentum, Mm. right? This was obviously one of the, it was their big LA show. I just think the time, the Easter eggs, like I mentioned earlier that were placed, I think this would have been a good time. Like I said, it's all about No doubt it would have been it's great. All about yeah. momentum.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that's just where I'm coming from with it. Um, but listen, could it happen in the future? I'm sure it can. Um, but I feel like tonight was the night to do it. Um, but again, I'm going to move on, man. Uh, we'll talk more about Mercedes Monet in the future. Um, and I'm sure she's going to be doing some work soon. I know she has that match in, uh, yeah. in New Japan um, with uh Kyrie Zane, or just Kyrie, I believe her name is for the yeah. WGP women's title. So um I will watch that and and I will mention maybe in like in a cold open or something in the future. But so stay tuned for that. All right. Let's finish mm-hmm. up this uh let's finish up this show, man. So next segment we have the Jericho Appreciation Society. They hit the ring wearing a bunch of wearing matching outfits. <laughs> uh, being the sports entertainers like they are, man.
1: Uh-huh. Um, and synchronized dance moves.
0: <laughs> exactly. Synchronized dance moves. That's right. Um, but yeah, man, uh Daddy Magic gets on the mic. I do like Daddy Magic, man, a lot, man. There's just something about him, it's just like
1: he he's good for the one-liners, the way the inflection of his voice, the, the one or yeah. two
0: liners, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that a lot with him, like for lately. Um, I, I
1: tell you, these are my, my two lines. Best lines of the night. Any promo come in this segment here. So (laughs) Um,
0: I don't have many. I don't have many quotes in this segment, so I'm sure you'll bring them up. But uh, but yeah, man, so pretty much this this segment, uh, pretty much the JS kind of hyping everybody up about mostly of what they did to Ricky Starks last week. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the women were brought up about a street fight that they're going to have on Rampage um oh yeah the, the the rampage show that they only can bring in like 400 viewers. Uh, yeah. oh that show okay that, yeah, show. that, nobody, watch, that nobody watches okay yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. okay cool yeah uh <laughs> anyway um this ends up leading to ricky starks and action andretti um hitting the ring um starks they kind of just back and forth creating some uh so you know, some back and forth banter between each other, you know, kind of mm-hmm. just back and forth, you know, cr- uh, creating little jabs at one another, and this honestly, right. guys, just leads to a match between Ricky Starks and Jake Hager, and that's yeah. pretty much it for next week. So you're so you're telling me that I just wasted seven minutes of my life that I'm never gonna get back of this segment, just led to a match between Ricky Starks and jake hager like
1: you got are you
0: freaking kidding me bro like come on now man i I mean uh, i mean honestly listen i like starks i like the jericho appreciation society action and Dreddy, man um i I, were there some funny things that he said in 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 his promo yes Mm -hmm. i wasn't a fan of the way he's delivering the promo it came off very like not forced but kind of very robotic he he didn't seem like he was very comfortable at times um but i mean he was decent i mean he 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 delivered some funny little lines no doubt but it's the way he delivered it that i'm not so sure if he's comfortable on the mic yet yeah sure he can do all these slips and dives he's got great abs and everything but Mm -hmm. but can this dude carry a storyline you know can this dude captivate an audience and That's where I'm skeptical with him. And the fact that he's aligned at the hip with Starks, and I mentioned about superstar a and superstar B Uh jointing at the hip to one another, because we have nothing else for these people. Um, So let's just throw everybody in a team in a faction or whatever you want to call it. And, Mm -hmm. and it just leads to us to a, a a match being announced for next week on dynamite (laughs) Starks and Jake Hager.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, honestly, man, Brian, your thoughts, man. I, I can't talk. All
1: about right. That. So, uh, yeah, I got a few few thoughts about this one. Uh, so, as as our viewers may know, so last week, my number one wrestler of the week was, in fact, Ricky Starks. Um. This week, man, uh, a, a pretty big fall, I would say. Um, just so I, I had noticed let me start here so with with AEW they've always been kind of a little bit more lenient with the language you know they're a little bit more edgy and for whatever reason in this promo between whether it was Action Andretti, Starks, or Hager and maybe not so much Jericho I can't really remember but um man it felt like they were just like they're calling like it was almost like this you big dummy feel like that's all like what bro (laughs) come on man it was it was just kind of cheesy and corny and there was a couple times where or at least one major time where starks kind of really fumbled you know the promo kind of you know stumbled there um and then again with action andretti i I felt that it was kind of robotic there as well just it just the whole thing it just didn't it just doesn't. It didn't seem to click well, to flow well, for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, why why is he put in a match with Jake Hager now? I don't know. Yeah, no idea. Um, I'm trying to see what I wrote here. So, <laughs> a couple of the really, the, the to me, they were just the two funniest lines of the night. So. Uh, at one point, uh, Daddy Magic. Now you gotta picture Daddy Magic's voice and the way he delivers it, because I sure as hell can't do it. But uh so he's talking about when Jake Hager powerbombed Starks through the, the table. <laughs> he said he said something to the effect of oh that made Daddy Magic's nipples hard, which <laughs> is funny as shit the way he delivered it. And then the botch of the night where you know, Hager is not one that's known for his mic skills. That's coming. I wrote this down too. And he's, he's angry. You know, he's like, I'm going to slap your face off your face. And it was, that's the one I laughed out loud. Like, bro. Uh, So just the whole kind of segment there was just kind of, it just seems splotchy. You know, a couple of the superstars stumbled a little bit and, for the the comedian just I know that was un, unintentional, but hell, it added to the comedy of it because it was funny as hell. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. That was my thoughts on it. But just re- yeah, kind of disappointed to see again. Like I had Starks as my number one, you know, wrestler of the week last week, and all he has in this show, or, or you know, this week, you know, to this far, I, I don't think he's going to be on Rampage. Is so is just this promo, and um. Yeah, it just wasn't wasn't anybody's best work.
0: Yeah, the only the only line in this in this segment that was kind of funny it was after the Jake Hager, I'm gonna break your face off, I'm gonna slap your face off your face was like <laughs> he was talking about his speech impediment. It was fun. I thought that was kind of funny.
1: So it was, but then also, and I kind of maybe felt it in the audience where. I don't know, especially in this day and age, I don't know if he should have crossed that line talking about a, like a, a physical ailment that somebody can't do a whole lot about. So I don't, you know, it'd be interesting to see if they're going to continue that or kind of just drop it as a, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have said that, or maybe we shouldn't have pointed that out, you know?
0: Yeah. All right, guys, let's go into the main events. Yes. The main events. This was death triangle versus the elite. Match seven of the best of seven series, and it was a ladder match. um mm-hmm. match time was well over fifteen minutes. um I'm gonna save it for the end of the show what i what my thoughts are with this show, but Omega hits uh Phoenix with the one wing and angel through the ladder. thought it was a cool spot, not not gonna lie. Yeah. um and yeah, I think there were some other cool spots, you know, I'm sure that we've seen in the past before. Mm-hmm. maybe about i don't know seven other times that we've seen in this match before just saying yeah Um. But yeah omega climbs the ladder retrieves one of the trios titles because all you needed was just to grab one title to win the match and the elite are the new trios tag team champions and aw dynamite goes off the air mm-hmm. brian i'm gonna let you start off because i got a lot to say to close it out so go ahead my man
1: all right, I, I kind of got a lot to say about this one too. So the first and for, my my first thought is, I'm very glad this best of seven series is now officially over. I, that that is what it is. Yes. It, it was what it was. I'm glad it's over. Um, so that being said, I, I will say with this last match. So this is not, it's not my preferred style of wrestling. Um, I, it's that's not to say that I don't enjoy it at times. I don't like it. I I, I chalk it up to it's just a a generational thing, right? Where I, I think these matches with these six individuals are just <clears throat> they're super fast, super quick, quick paced, largely built around getting spots and moves in. You know, um, which has its place. I'm not. You know, it is what it is. It, I, I mean, for these six individuals, you know, not just last night, but what they've done in this this best of seven series, You, they are phenomenal at what... But there might not be another people, other people, other than the, these six individuals that can pull off what they have done over a seven-period match. You know, it's very physical. Um, you know, like I said, it's just not my preferred style and the only reason i can really think why is that again it's a genera- generational thing where you know i grew up in the 80s and you know to the attitude era and so you had a certain pace of the matches of the show of the storylines um just as well as like my dad and my grandfather grew up on like luthes or bruno San Martino, and they were great in their own right but I can't go back and watch a Bruno. I will be bored to tears watching a Bruno San Martino match just because of the pace of the match, you know? And so I think that just changed generationally and I good or bad or indifferent. Um, but that being said, I think it was a, a good match, entertaining match. And i really wanted to touch on this as far as like the, the pro wrestling is fake, you know, crowd, because this is where pro wrestling gets real. Um, Again, yes, determined outcome, predetermined outcomes for sure. But I got some I am gonna have to put on my glasses for this one. I got some spots written down here that they did. Um uh let's see, Omega, Omega or Jackson Omega did something. He I think he like flew over the turnbuckle, maybe and did a flip onto the table onto the pack.
0: I did see that. It's
1: yeah. kind of simultaneously. I don't know if it was Matter Nick Jackson. So no, that wasn't against pack because Matter Nick Jackson hit a crossbody off the top to the outside on a table on pack. Uh again, one of the Jacksons, a 450 splash onto the table. Um Pack hits Omega with a Falcon arrow on the floor. If you saw that, just brutal as hell, man. Um the fear factor was delivered on the ladder. And then Omega wins it with a one-wig and angel from the ladder. So all these all these spots, right, in a in a 15-minute match. Um, while again, these matches are predetermined, the physical work that these men and women do in the ring and the way they sacrifice their body, there's just nothing fake about it. Like you can't fake a 450 splash off the top rope onto somebody else's ribs, breaking through a table. That shit's just gonna hurt. You know, it's it's brutal. Um so that's just, you know, a comment I, I wanted to to kind of stress, you know, there that, you know, while and these athletes, all of them, like I said, I don't know if there's six other people that can pull this kind of match off other than the six that were involved. I mean, there's I'm sure a handful out uh, out there, but these this is like less than one percent of the population that is able to pull things like this off and make it look good and real. Um, so ultimately i just want to give their the props to everyone involved um like i said i'm I'm glad the best of seven series is over and i don't know how relevant these titles are going to be like how many trios tag teams are you going to put together in AEW to have a division you know like what what is this going to be so you know entertaining um all phenomenal wrestlers in their own right and for what they do. Again, it's not exactly my type of my cup of tea, but I enjoyed it last night. Um I just don't know where you go with here to make these titles relevant or mean anything or you know. So those are those are my thoughts. But you know, again, kudos to all those involved for the, the seven seven match series where dude they they beat their bodies to hell, no doubt.
0: No, yeah, and, and and here's the thing, you know, I, I, I know, I criticize this type of, this type of booking, not just wrestling, but this type of booking. And guys, it's not the fact that I don't respect the wrestlers. I respect all wrestlers who do this type of shit, put their bodies on the line. We all do, right? We understand that. We we respect that aspect of it. It's nothing Mm -hmm. about that. The problem is why are, first of all, why are, again, we're putting, we're doing the same thing in a match over and over and Mm -hmm. over again. We saw table spots in match numbers five, six, (laughs) four, this entire series. Yeah. For what? Because you wanted to make it a competitive sport? Give me a fucking break. Yes, I'm throwing off F-bombs now because <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you listen, and you mentioned it before, Brian, about the whole shopping each other repeatedly type of stuff. Well, how many times have we seen this type of matches before? Well, seven under- times in the
1: last, what, month and a half? Exactly. Two months, maybe? I understand
0: yeah. that it's a, it's a place to have for wrestling. And it is, I don't mind this type of wrestling. I don't, mm-hmm. I actually sometimes like it. If the storyline is good, if mm-hmm. uh, if the wrestlers and the characters, uh, that are doing the storyline, I give a shit about, and the match is done well, then yes, it has a place for it, but I'm not just going to throw a bunch of wrestlers, wrestlers, a B and C and wrestlers, you know, X, Y, and Z in a random best of seven series and expect me to care because I don't, I haven't cared after the first match because I have seen all of the move sets I have seen for seven matches because Mm -hmm. I know what's going to happen next. I hardly even watched this match, Brian. I didn't because I I know what was going to happen. You were going to get some cool table spots. No doubt. You were going to get some cool ladder spots and maybe chair shots. No doubt. But mm-hmm. how many times it's like watching an episode of Stranger Things, the same episode over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And it's just like and it's and I go back to talking about redundancy and stuff that's being stale while well, this shit has been stale for over a month. And yeah. I and Brian and you nailed it right on the head. Thank God that this shit is finally freaking <laughs> over. Yeah. I mean, honestly, man, I can't, I can't emphasize enough just how bad this type of booking is for wrestling. You're trying to take a competitive sport like the MLB, NBA, any type of best of seven series, and compare it to predetermined wrestling. I don't like using the F word, the fake word, right? Those people that use it are a bunch of schmucks. I don't even pay knowledge to them because Mm. like you said, no, wrestling is very real to these people. They put their bodies on the line. They're away from their families. It's not fake to them. It's real to them, which is why I have a, a huge respect for these people. But when, when I see bullshit, I'm going to call it bullshit. Not just the, you know, not respecting the wrestlers and what they do in the ring, but it's the booking right it's the booking and it's being honest mm-hmm. right like guys like what else was different in this match that we have not seen in the last 6 matches what's yeah. been different there the answer is nothing and, and yeah i mean for why- a
1: brief for a brief moment there in the middle or maybe even at the beginning there was the the little storyline of uh Penta and Phoenix like I, was it pento was using the hammer or whatever and phoenix was kind of yet
0: yeah, the hammer yeah and, we, yeah, and then that kind of just seen the hammer stick right for the last six to seven matches and yeah. that's what i mean yeah and god and, and listen guys you can call me an asshole you can call me whatever name you want but if you dissect this this match if you dissect this business if you dissect these shows you understand where I'm coming from. You understand where Brian is coming from. Mm -hmm. This shit was nothing but redundancy. That's what it was. And, you know, I, and I, and to be fair, I talked about MJF. I like MJF so much. Right. But the fact that we're getting this redundant, you got to face my cronies to face me. I have to call out because how many times do we have to see it? Right. You know, but also, you know, let's, once again, and I mentioned this uh our first AEW Dynamite review, let's continue to take off Eddie Kingston. Oh, never mind. You saw Eddie Kingston last night um, yeah. for 30 freaking seconds. Right. And that was more entertaining, Brian, than watching this entire 15 plus minute match. It just.
1: I, I had that written down, you know, the, the Kingston and Ortiz promo. I mean, for inter- what it was, yes, the interaction it, I like the back and them, forth with them,
0: the interaction between them was so far more entertaining Yeah, 15-plus redundant bullshit match that I have seen for six to seven freaking times. (laughs) I would rather see Uncle Howdy appear up on a freaking stage for 60 seconds than watch another minute of this absolute bullshit. But fans just want to continue to praise it, and they want to kiss Tony Khan's ass that he's this greatest booker, promoter, whatever you want to call him, on the face mm-hmm. of this earth. Bullshit. It is ridiculous. I am so sick and tired of fans not holding people accountable. We need to start holding shows like AEW and WWE, TNA, New Japan accountable, okay? Mm-hmm. Just because you like something, I like I have my favorites, Brian, you have your favorites. That yeah, does sure. not mean anything. It doesn't. I like MJF a lot, but I can't bullshit you and say that I'm excited about what's going to happen between Brian Danielson and MJF. I can't because I would not be truthful to you. And I can't, I can't, you know, take myself to that level and to have this platform and bullshit, not just to you, Brian, but to everybody watching. Yeah, If that makes me an asshole, if that makes me an arrogant prick, and if that makes people just not want to watch this podcast, then I'm sorry because I bring the facts, I bring the statistics, and I bring what makes professional wrestling great because, Brian, you know what makes professional wrestling great. I have seen what makes professional wrestling great in the early 2000s. For you, it was the 1990s, and that's just where we're coming from, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. To end it, man, it's all about holding people accountable. We have to hold people accountable like Triple H, like Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan, And their business decisions to allow people like Vince McMahon to run amok and to, for some odd freaking reason that he got voted unanimously back onto the board because nobody has the freaking balls to step up and say, listen, I have a freaking problem with what we're doing, but nobody wants to do that. And Vince McMahon knows that, you know what I mean? Sure. That's just where I'm coming from, man.
1: Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> no, I feel you on all that, especially about the McMahon stuff. It's uh, spicy
0: up in here, baby.
1: It, just real quick, back to like you know the trios titles and everything. So, right, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Right now, I haven't seen this match between Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay, but I have no doubt it was a freaking amazing match. And I have
0: seen it; it was a good match. It was. Yeah.
1: And so, any way you slice it, Omega. You you know, you might have your preferences. Is it the top two wrestlers in the world right now? I that's my opinion, but here in AEW, so he's thrown in you know, this is the the top wrestler in the world who just came off, granted, was in in New Japan, just came off this amazing match that everybody's you know, oh, it's even I don't really follow Dave Meltzer, but with six and a half stars or whatever it was, he rated it. Um, but so he's you know arguably the greatest wrestler in the ro- in the world but then he's in a trios tag team group with the young bucks who are again arguably the top 2 3 tag teams in the world just what <laughs> like what i just don't see this going anywhere you know i don't think a, a trios tag division is going to be a thing you know for long so i don't i don't know it's hard to get excited about it when you don't really have faith long-term that it's going anywhere and you're seeing, you know, some of these top talents kind of, I don't know. I just don't know what the storyline is. What, what am I supposed to, so are, are the young bucks and Omega now? I'm that They, you know, they're the elite and whatever, but so are they three just now joined at the hip now and they're a trio and yeah. So, yeah, overall, I you know I, I wasn't really impressed with the show. It was a, a middle of the road, meh, average. Um, a couple funny spots, you know, a few things I liked, but overall, uh, more disappointing than not than than not this week.
0: Yeah, man, you talked about storylines. You know,
1: there really is none. There, yeah, There's the, the storyline is but the. Lights. But let's the flippy continue. dudes. We're gonna, That's the storyline. <laughs> yeah,
0: man, and we're gonna close this out, man. We appreciate everybody listening. I'm gonna close out with this, man. You know, like I said, going back to holding people accountable. There is people in this company, right? It's no longer about WWE. I'm just talking about AEW because this is mm-hmm. an AEW review show. Again, you have people in your roster: Eddie Kingston, Lance Archer, House of Black, Miro, right? All of these talent, but let's say that Ortiz you know, and Santana, them, I think let's they put were over. them on. Let's put them on rampage for that. hardly even gets 400,000 viewers that no one's even going to watch or give a shit about. Let's mm-hmm. put them on that show, but let's save our dynamite shows for action and dready for a best of seven series so we can so fans can see flips and dives and cool offensive move sets right let's have that but let's not let's leave the people off that can actually captivate and put the company on their back
1: yeah yeah you know
0: and that's and that's and that's just what kills me man but thank you guys so much man for watching this was episode number five man tune in for saturday Saturday is um, episode number six. We will cover Friday night SmackDown. Um, And once again, we will give you guys our second edition of wrestler, top five wrestlers of the week. So make sure you guys tune in for Saturday. Um, But yeah, man, I want to appreciate everybody who has been listening five episodes man it's crazy how we're already been past five episodes man but
1: involved. yeah yeah it's good to be back on this one after missing the the raw review yeah, Brian, you know do to, to schedule things but yeah good to, things, back, yeah, good so to be good
0: back to have you back uh, yeah we missed you on episode number four man but glad to see you back I and mean, we're, we're excited to have you again um for episode uh number six when we go over Smackdown man but that is it man that was uh this was episode number five Aw Dynamite January 11 2023 my name is James Borselli I'm Brian Thomas and we are signing off saying salute. Peace out. Peace Take out. Care, everybody.
1: See ya.